Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week on I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks. But the thing about improv is, is that uh, it, it really allows you to learn about people. You know, it, it, it learns, it, it teaches you how to speak to somebody how to listen sure. like more more to the point how to listen to people and really understand where they're coming from and so i think i think the fact that i did the improv first not necessarily the acting in the previous years but the fact that i did that improv with him um really gave me an understanding about you know how do i how do i listen to these folks how do i get out of them what they're capable of all right, everybody, I want to take a quick pause here just to fill you in on a little bit of new information and happenings with the I Know You Hear Me podcast. Not only did we bring Dubby Energy on as our partner, but we also joined the Rum Runners Podcast Network. And if you like this show, let me go ahead and tell you you're going to like all the other shows in the family of Rum Runners. They've got something for everybody, almost like this podcast. They've got comedy podcasts, paranormal and true crime podcasts, pop culture, lifestyle, health and fitness. You want it, they got it, just like this show, and we are happy to be a part of the Rum Runners family. So go check out the show notes, click on the links down there, and go check out these other shows and support them just like you support us. And then go over to the W Energy link and use code Flynn Hendricks for 10% off and get yourself some jitterless pre-workout with all natural ingredients. And I know you hear me. Welcome back, everybody. It is my favorite time of the week again. It's time for the I Know You Hear Me podcast with yours truly, Flynn Hendricks. And the train keeps on rolling, the momentum keeps on building, and the guests keep coming. I've got another awesome guest lined up for you this week, and man, Agent Eric strikes again. Gotta give a shout out to former guest of the show, Eric Horowitz. This guy comes through in the clutch with another awesome guest for you guys today. But man, before I get into that and the fun chat that we're going to have, I've got to get into everything with good housekeeping and you guys know what's coming. So, man, I ask this question every week. Is this your first episode? Are you a longtime listener that maybe hasn't hit that subscribe button yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? You know that we're available on all podcasting platforms. You name it, this podcast is there. Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or Audible, whatever you want to call it. This podcast is there, and it's ready for your listening pleasure, and you know that I've got over a year's worth of quality audio content in the archives waiting for you to do a deep dive into. So after this episode, go back and start from the beginning. Pick and choose. Just listen to whatever tickles your fancy. Listen to it all, and share the word after you're done, and leave that five-star and written review if you think I've earned it. And on top of that, too, man, go get connected on social media so that you can keep up with everything that's going on here because you can see what guests are coming down the line. You can see what our guests from the past are doing. You can see what I'm doing. You can keep up with where I'm going to be wrestling or if there's a con coming up. And if you've got a con in your area that you want me to come to, by all means, check the show notes, get my email, slide in my DMs, get me connected with these people so I can come to your town, do a live show, and maybe have you at the booth at the con. I'm putting it out there. Let's make it happen. Let's get some more live appearances in the books because I enjoy doing them and I want to travel. Have con, we'll travel. Have wrestling ring, we'll travel. Let's make it happen. And on top of that too, man, oh man, speaking of travel, gosh, I guess as we're recording this, the month is about to start slowing down a little bit as far as the travel goes for me. So maybe I'll finally catch some of those elusive sleep Z's I've been looking for, but... I'm not going to get my hopes up just yet, but man, oh man, got everything going on, guys. It's busy, and I wouldn't have it any other way. The guests keep coming, like I said earlier, and there are a plenty more coming. So I can't wait for you to hear who all's coming down the pipeline. So that's another reason right there to hit that subscribe button. And if you feel so inclined to do so, and you know somebody that may have a product or service they want to advertise, or if you're a listener that has a product or service you want to advertise, check the show notes, 
email me. My email is right there. Use the subject line advertising. Our audience is growing by leaps and bounds worldwide. So let's get your product out there. Let's get it in the ears and the hands of somebody that may use it and may need it. Because if you want to get it out there, I want to help you do it. So check those show notes, get my email, use the subject line advertising, and let's make it happen. And on top of that too, if you would like to support this show financially, I've got merch available. I can give you a voicemail shout out. I can record a wrestling promo for you. You want me to do one of my character voices, I got you covered. You want to buy a shirt, I got links for that, or I can ship it to you directly. I can even send you 8x10s. I've got animated 8x10s, autographed 8x10s, wrestling photos. Whatever you want, I've got it right there for you, and I will ship it to you directly. And if you want it personalized or autographed, I even got you covered there. And here's the best part. When you get this merch, if you want to tag me or tag the show in it, I will not only shout you out on social media, I will shout you out on this podcast so that everybody around the world that listens knows you are one of the cool folks that supports this show. And here is the best part of all of it. A portion of every sale made not only is going to go help this podcast stay afloat, but it's also going to go to a local charity of your choice, whether it's the Nashville Humane Society, so we can help those fur babies, which I'm so akin to, or if you want to help donate to the Peter Mayhew Foundation, We got you covered there too. All you have to do is tell me which charity you would like the donation to go to and I got you covered. But now is the fun part and uh, is it my favorite part or am I just excited for this guy to ask me questions at the end? That is the ever-evolving question and mystery of the world right now. But I digress. Anyway, my guest today is, man, this is a guy I have been excited to talk to for a while now. He's not only a fellow voice actor, but he's somebody I'm fortunate to call a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to have on the show Jason Yerix. Jason, thanks for being on here, man. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Of course, man. I... I could not pass it up because, again, man, when when one of my friends recommends somebody come on, I, I take them at their word, and they don't disappoint. So who am I to let that streak end? But oh, man, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's for sure. It's it's always nice to get uh, to get kudos from your uh, <laughs> from your from your other friends, right? So. Of course, man, that, and that speaks volumes about the character of a person you are as well. If somebody's gonna put their stamp of approval on you, that speaks volumes right there. But I love it. That's man, great. Talking about speaking volumes, fellow voice actor, I want to go yes. back to the beginning now and figure out where this love of acting and specifically voice acting came into your life. I want to know more about that. <laughs> oh goodness, boy, we're going back a long way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been a performer my whole life. I, I came out of the womb, you know, with a, a top hat and a cane. Yes. Uh, so you were the original. Hello, my darling. Hello, you read my mind. Girl. Yes, you uh, read you my know, mind. So, so uh, <laughs> you know, uh, from a very early age, I had been uh, I had been on the stage in school. And kind of dropped out after, you know, in, into my teens and my, into my uh, 20s. But, you know, I never really lost the, the love for it. I've always done a lot of different voices. I've always had a lot of different characters in my head and that kind of thing. So um, I discovered improv in my late 20s. And I spent a bunch of years doing that. Uh, you know, I directed my own troops. I produced my own shows. Wow. Um, you know, I got involved with uh, all of the theater troops here in uh, in Victoria, where I live, and uh, yeah, so so there was that, and then uh, um, when the pandemic hit, uh, <laughs> as is the case for for so many people, right. you know, I, I decided that I wanted to kind of uh, um, venture into an area that I hadn't ventured into before, and mm-hmm. uh, my my good friend, my best friend from childhood, Will, um, he had uh, mentioned to me that that people were making a pretty good living at uh, this voice acting thing, and so um, so I thought, okay, well let's let's give it a shot, right? You know, so I picked up some equipment. I sat my ass down in front. Oh, sorry. I don't oh, know you're fine. You're swear, fine. But... Perfectly fine. <laughs> I sat down in front of the microphone and I started yakking away and, uh, you know, I've never really looked back. So that was what, like three years ago, I guess, uh, uh, two and a half, three years ago. Two and a half, man. It, and it, time has no meaning anymore, but I think that sounds about right. I want to take a minute and thank our newest sponsor and partner, Dubby Energy. And while I'm doing that, I want to ask you a question. 
Are you like me and trying to find that pick-me-up throughout the day or just trying to find a way to get yourself going when you wake up in the morning? Well then look no further because I'm about to give you my exclusive code to Dubby Energy. And if you don't know what Dubby Energy is, let me fill you in a little bit. It's a natural energy drink that doesn't have the crash, doesn't have the jitters, it's keto friendly and it has all the good ingredients that your body needs to help on focus, getting energy and keeping going throughout the day. And you don't have to worry about the crashes or the jitters at the end of it. I've started using it and God almighty do I notice a big difference. My focus is where it needs to be, my concentration is on point and I am absolutely crushing it in my workouts and it's helping me on those long road trips to wrestling shows too. Because you know as a traveling world television champion, I'm all over the place. I've got husband responsibilities, I've got dad responsibilities, I've got everything going on and this stuff helps me get through it all. So if you want to try it for yourself, use my exclusive code, Glenn Hendricks, all one word, and use the link in my show notes below to go check out W Energy and get some for yourself and feel as amazing as I'm feeling right now. And you won't be disappointed. And I know you hear me. Yeah, for sure. So, and you know what, it, for, for, um, for having done it as long as I have, uh, and on such a consistent basis that's kind of my gauge about how much i love something Mm -hmm. if i spend years doing something without ever kind of waking up one day and going i don't think i want to do this anymore that's you know then i know i've i've found a nugget of gold right so absolutely uh, um yeah so here we are today and uh you know i'm I'm just looking for any opportunities that i can to strap my stuff and help people out and you know help people with their different projects and that kind of thing so uh yeah dig it that's kind of the way I look at it right so it's the giving spirit and you actually yeah, right. said something in there that kind of relates to my path but I in all honesty I kind of did it in reverse where you had like the improv background before coming into voice acting I had voice acting then improv but oh, okay talk to me about like what drew you to improv specifically and then I want to talk about you know like transitioning from not only being an actor to leading some of these groups and you know coaching them as well I'm interested in that dynamic Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I think when I was in my late twenties, I think it was about 28, 29, something like that. I was working in a restaurant, um, as a cook and there was a, a guy there, his name is Julian. He's been one of my best, best friends ever since. And, uh, just this huge personality, um, very outgoing, very mm-hmm. people oriented person. And, you know, he kind of was like, you know, I think he, the way he puts it, he kind of was like, Hey, I recognize something in you. There's, there's some talent in there. And I kind of want to explore that with you. And I, he told me about his improv troupe that he does that he was running at the time. And so I was thought, okay, well, you know, is there beer involved? <laughs> he said, well, there's always beer involved, Jay. So, uh, so that's what we did. You know, I, he took me into the, into the troupe and introduced me around. And the next thing I know, I was on stage in front of a whole bunch of people um, playing games and having a great time. And, you know, anytime, anytime I meet uh, a, a group of people that has so much love for something and they have so much uh, um, desire to put a show together and, and entertain the masses, if, if I can find that group of people, man, I'm in like a dirty shirt. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's what I did. And then from there, uh, I guess I decided that I kind of wanted to do it myself. You know, I got some experience in the, the production end um, and the back end of things with him. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah, I can do this by myself. And he was kind of, he was kind of fading to the background at that point anyways. So I was like, okay. And I just kind of took over and I started doing things for myself. And I think I ran that troop for about four or five years wow. um, at one of our local pubs. <laughs> Boy, man, I tell you, if that place could, uh, you know, tell all its secrets, holy cow. Um, <laughs> there was, there was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Fun, I so. bet. So yeah. one of the biggest things for me is that like when you transition to kind of like becoming the, the director or the head of it, did you find that having that Act, the, the background as an actor already helped it make an easier transition for you to not only like coach fellow actors or help teach them, but it made it more relatable from where you were coming from to reach across to them. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I, I think anytime you're stepping into a new role, like there's, there's a certain 
time where you're you're transitioning there right and you don't you don't truly have your feet on the ground um but the thing about improv is is that uh it it really allows you to learn about people you know it it, it learns it it teaches you how to speak to somebody how to listen more more to the point how to listen to people and really understand where they're coming from and so i think i think the fact that i did the improv first not necessarily the acting in the previous years but the fact that i did that improv with him um really gave me an understanding about you know how do i how do i listen to these folks how do i get out of them what they're capable of um and you know we did uh we did the vancouver island international film festival sorry uh, improv festival uh here in victoria for a couple of years and holy cow like just this whole theater full of people and they're all improvisers and actors and the troupe that i had taken out uh who i'd been working with for several years they just slayed it man it was so good and you know that just solidified everything inside me and i was just (laughs) this is what i want to do this is this is uh this is the bee's knees man i tell you what absolutely yeah for uh, sure so that is so awesome and and another thing i'm kind of curious about in that story is like the support of your family especially like when you develop that love for something in your in your mid to late 20s what is your family's thought on that? Like, are they kind of, I know, obviously by that point, you're, you're your own man, you're a grown adult, but are, is the family kind of like, is this a smart move for you to transition into this or are they supportive yeah. of it? Were they entertained? How was well, that? I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Me and my family, we were, uh, we're pretty separate. You gotcha. know, my, my, you know, my mom's off on Salt Spring Island. She's on another part of the province and my sister, and my brothers are both in different, uh, different, different provinces from me. Um, I left home when I was like 17. Oh, wow. And you know, I, I, I hit the streets of Victoria here and I just decided I was going to make my way and do it on my own. And so, you know, my, my interactions with my family, as far as that was concerned, not so much, you know, I mean, I still obviously kept in touch with my mom, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, my dad was gone at a very early age. So everything that I have ever done, <clears throat> excuse me, everything that I've ever done has been very, uh, uh, kind of on my own. So I gotcha. You know, I, I, I teach myself everything. I've taught myself how to do voice acting. I've taught myself how to uh, edit my product. I've taught myself how to, I'm in the process of teaching myself how to make, uh, to make music. Like, oh, very music. nice. Um, so, you know, everything that I do, it's like, okay, I, if I want to do this, how do I figure it out? What are the steps I need to do? And then I go ahead and I do it. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, fam, family's not been a real, apart from, um, my wife, actually, I met my wife through, uh, through improv. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. She, she actually started coming to one of my classes nice. a long time ago. And, nice. uh, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that was seven, 17, 17 years ago. So, yeah, I love it, man. See, improv, improv changes lives. I've preached it on this show before, but 100%. there you go. Yeah. I mean, like it leads you to love and it leads you to eventually finding voice acting too. But what, what specifically was it about voice acting that, that caught your eye and made you want to transition over into that? Especially, you know, like as the pandemic is going on of all times to do it. Cause that's when I started too. Well, I guess there's a couple of a couple of different answers to that question. One, uh, <laughs> my wife laughs at me about about this all the time. Um, I uh, I had never done it before, and so I was like, "That looks really cool, and it sounds really cool, and I've got all this all these characters in my head. I can do this, so I'm going to do it. But, um, you know, regardless of, of the path that was presented to me, this is something I decided that I wanted to do, and it's pretty much pure as simple as that i just wanted to do it so i got up and did it the other thing too of course was that you know i work um and i have been working for the past 13 years in a grocery store okay um and i i I think i would like to get out of retail (laughs) i can i can relate i can relate you hear that a lot right so so this was my you know this was my opportunity to uh to step away from that eventually you know it hasn't happened yet um, and I'm not forcing the issue when it happens, it happens, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. 
Um, it's just a question of me continuing to plug it, you know, plug away at it and make sure that I uh, am consistent with my efforts. For sure. And that, that, that main word you just said right there, the C word, consistency, that consistency. is key overall. But 100%. I, I've had such a tenured background in retail and customer service myself that I, I can relate to you wanting to get out of that 100%. So and I, most of my job experience has been in a customer service or customer-oriented world. So I, I've preached on this show before where I've had days where I've just come home beat into the ground. You know, like I was the meat hanging up that Rocky was punching. I was just tired, dead to the world. And I could not shake it off and leave it at the door. And it made it hard to want to get in that headspace to have fun and, and do auditions or do a coaching session or whatever it may be. So in, in a situation like that, or even going back to like working in the store and going into an improv setting, how did you check it at the door or even use those experiences that might have worn you out from the day to bring to the to the acting table what was that like for you well you know everybody's human uh a lot of the time i don't uh i i don't leave it at the door sometimes i bring it into the booth with me sometimes i don't even make it into the booth Mm. period um so there are there are days where you know if i'm having a particularly bad week or you know i'm having a particularly bad day then um you know i i would rather well, maybe not rather, but uh, sometimes I take liberties, for sure. I'm, I'm sure everybody does, right? So absolutely. Um, so I don't beat myself up when that happens. You know, if if my if I'm at a if I'm in a space where where I think I'm gonna take some negativity into my, into the booth, um, then I don't, because I this is the last place I want uh, to bring that. So unless I can come in here with a clear head in a in a good mood um then you know i won't say nine times out of ten but quite a few you know quite a few times out of ten i'm not i'm not going to step into this booth because i don't want to taint what i'm doing you know i people can people can hear it you know you can hear it in my voice when i'm upset you can um and it's difficult to shake that uh and you know so so i'm not going to beat myself up for it i'm not going to make any excuses there are days where i just don't come into the booth because i don't want to drag in the, the, you know, the stuff on my boots. Absolutely. And I understand that too. And man, hats off to you because there are times too that I'll, you know, I probably should take that time and I don't, or I do come in here and I'm not satisfied with it. And it's just a struggle, but I feel like in my mind, it's, you know, you're, you're damned if you do damned if you don't, but I guess at least sometimes you, you got something done, whether it was good, bad or indifferent, you still did something. So but like you yeah. said, the key phrase in all that is we're all human. We all deal with that stuff, but everybody's going to deal with it differently. But, man, I just I love hearing the different ways people handle it because it, at the end of the day, no matter how diverse it is or how similar it is, it all comes down to us just being human. That's right. Man, That's right. so, again, I I want to get back into the voice acting side of things and just mention some, some mutual acquaintances of ours because sure, again, yeah. man, it was, uh, the good old agent, Eric, Eric Horowitz that, uh, that Horowitz. got us introduced yes, here. And of course, you know, like we've got a list of who's who, as far as mutuals go, some are past guests of the show, some are future. And, you know, some have even got a chance to meet in person, but how did you get connected with Eric? And then like just fellow people in the bloom box and voiceover community. So there was, uh, when I, I think probably about six months into me exploring and making connections in the, in the, uh, the voiceover world, <laughs> there was, there was a guy that, uh, he, he just sent me a message out of the blue. And, uh, of course, you know, the internet being what it is, you know, he, he was like, Hey, you know, uh, I, I was wondering if you'd be interested in, in sitting in, uh, with the production that I'm doing. Um, just to meet and say hello. And, you know, so, so I labored over this. I like sat there for like a week and I didn't respond. Oh like, man. Who is this guy? What's should his angle? Him? Yeah. Should I click on that link? I don't know if I should or not. And, uh, so eventually I was like, well, okay, let's, let's see what he's about. So I, you know, I did my due diligence. I found out who he was. Um, 
and then I, you know, clicked on the link and we got together. And he turned out to be a perfectly wonderful man. I, I love him to death. He's, sure. he's a great guy. Um, and so we started getting into uh, a little bit of improv with him. And eventually there was uh, um, a podcast that he was he was producing that uh, he had us um, um, uh, acting in. So and then all of a sudden, I, I can't remember. I can't actually remember 100% how I met Eric. I think I, I know it was through Thorn, um, the, the podcast guy. Uh, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't, I don't think we met through Bloombox. Okay. I just, I, I assumed it was Bloombox because like the, the list of our mutuals are all people that, that I met through there. So my, of course that's what happens when you assume everybody knows what happens there, but that, that yeah. was what my thought was. But I mean, either way, like he's, he's just such an awesome guy and what a force that guy is. right? It, it so, really is. So, yeah. It's such a great person too. That's what, you know, that's what really, uh, that's what I really love about the guy. He's, he's just a, he's a very warm, He's uh, uh, very empathetic. Yes, he's, he's he's a very good person. So for sure, uh, and I actually I actually found out we're about the same height, and I haven't met him in person yet. But I always <laughs> had this image that he was over six foot, but he may have an inch on me. So that kind of that kind of yeah. gives him more standing in my in my book. Well, so I'm I'm stuck in Canada, so I don't I haven't met anybody. This is oh the only, man, the only way I've ever met anybody is over Zoom. Well. So. I, even though, like, right now, like I said, I'm a sweaty mess behind the camera, so my camera's off. I, <laughs> if I can work out some wrestling dates up there, who knows? We may sure. we may be the first ones to meet in person, so yeah, we'll put come, that in the universe. I'll meet you over in Vancouver. How's that? Beautiful. I'll see what I can do. We'll get something working. Actually, as I understand it, there's there's a, there's a, a, a wrestling community here in Victoria. Oh, oh uh, I see. I don't remember the name of it, but I know there's... I couldn't tell you honestly. But. Canada is such a an unsung hotbed of wrestling these days that I mean it's it's a legendary stomping ground up there for who uh, who's who of who's come out of there. Sure. And the independents yeah. are still thriving up there. So there's there's a community. Now I just got to get the well, right connections to get up there. I haven't actually watched any wrestling since I was a kid and that was, you know, back in the early to mid 80s. So, that, that that was the golden era right there. The so. WWF with yep. like uh, Hulk Hogan and Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik and all yes. those guys, right? So, yes, the yeah. golden age, the golden age. <laughs> so much fun back then, but uh, you know, I kind of left it at the at the doorstep. Uh, Absolutely, time, so. I, I understand that too because that's that's a common thing. People will get into it, then they'll grow away from it. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. But you still have those nostalgic childhood memories, and that's that's the key thing right there. Yeah, that's right. But um, that's right. man, getting back into voice acting because we could talk about wrestling for a long time either way. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. One of the biggest things that changes, especially in a pandemic, you know, we we heard about major studios shutting down, people setting up their own home studios, you going from uh, improv and acting around other people in person to doing voiceover in your, you know, at home by yourself. What was that dynamic like, even with this extensive background in improv? Did you ever find yourself kind of getting in your own way or overthinking or not having the spark you would have if you were surrounded by other people to have that human to human chemistry there? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, uh, of course, you know, whenever you're on stage or, you know, even in the same room with somebody, you know, there's that that you can you can pick up on their physical cues. Right. Mm -hmm. So so uh, just sitting in front of a microphone uh whether I'm, uh, you know, in a, in a podcast situation and acting with other people on zoom, it, it's, it's incredibly different. Like oh, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no, um, there's no real comparison. Right. So, uh, as far as getting in my own way, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly in my own way. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm in good company then I'm in good company. That's just, that's, that's the, the, uh, the nature of, of teaching yourself, you know, teaching yourself a business so you know I'm, I'm gonna make a ton of mistakes and i have made so many mistakes and i've made so many discoveries but that's the beauty of it that's what i like about it i like when you when you're stuck on something and you can't figure it out and it's not, not coming to you and you do a little bit of research and then you know something clicks and you go oh that's how that works light bulb and goes then, off off you go right you know mm -hmm. and you've, you've made a discovery for the day and you're a little bit better than you were yesterday and you can 
you can take that into the future. So, so yeah, I mean, getting in, getting in my own way, that's, I think that's, you know, if I, if I didn't get it, get in my own way, I would not be doing it right. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's, that's a safe way to say it because again, it, it boils down to being human, but sure. man, again, I, I love the mentality there because it, you're, you're trying to learn something from it regardless. And I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid to even look at in that way because they just deem mistakes or failure as the big no-no, and you oh, want to avoid no, that no, at you all costs. Yeah, you've got to make, make mistakes, mistakes to learn. No. You learn from, and that's the 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 other thing too that I try to take into it is is if I, if I can learn, no matter how small a thing it is, if I can learn one single thing every day for 365 days, that's a lot of things I just learned over the course of that year, right? So for I mean, sure. You know, you take that over five, ten years, and you're looking at, you know, that's a that's a lot of learning. So, so even if even if I'm only learning one little thing or doing one little thing or practicing one little thing every day, then I know that I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday. Absolutely, and that's what. Because I'm in this for the long haul. I'm doing this until my voice says, "Nope, you're not doing this anymore." Yep. Um, so that's that's just the way I'm looking at it. So. If I'm not in it for the long haul, if I'm only in it for the short term, then then what am I doing? I'm just you know I'm spinning my wheels and what's what's the point of that? Man, I think I think I found my uh, my twin, but he may be on the other side of the border up there because I mean that's <laughs> I, I relate to that to a T. And everything you just said right there too, not only in voice acting or whatever endeavors you may have, but just in everyday life. If you learn something new every day and you don't spin your wheels, you don't get stagnant. That's what living is all about because you learn new things. You learn ways to better yourself and you just keep the momentum going and that's that's living in my book. That's right. Yeah. Man. That's that's uh that's the beginner's brain. That's it. I love the beginner's brain, you know, you if you have the beginner's brain every day then uh then you're you're in a good place. Absolutely. And let me ask you this too because uh this is something that's come up with you know, like well-known celebrity voice actors on this show. And then, you know, people on our level that are, you know, like getting auditions, booking jobs here and there, but maybe not as well-known as some of these other folks. Have you found that that beginner's brain and that positive outlook has helped you navigate the ebbs and flows of voiceover where you may go through a hot streak or book some auditions, then you go through the down spell or you look at the percentage of shortlist you get to the amount of auditions you send out to the amount of jobs you actually book. Have you found that that mentality has helped you kind of navigate those waters to not get deterred? Yeah, for the most part, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, you know, maintain that on a, you know, on a yeah. constant basis, you know, but, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's, it's just that, uh, when you, when you, take stock of your attitude when you take stock of your uh, um yeah when you take when you take stock of your attitude and you're 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 thinking about it and you you make a conscious decision how am i going to react in this situation how i'm going to attack my day well i'm going to a i'm going to attack it with gratitude um b i'm going to attack it with love for for everybody and perseverance so when I, when I'm walking to work in the morning, I, I think to myself, there's three things I think to myself every, every morning when I'm walking to work, I get up at four o'clock in the morning Ooh, same I've been here. Awake for, you know, I've, I've been doing it for years. Um, a little bit tired right now. But yeah, I, trust me. I'm right there me. with you, brother. Hey, I'm right there so, with you. Uh, so I, I asked myself, how do I want to treat myself today? How do I want to treat others today? And how do I want to attack my career today? And I almost invariably say, I want to treat myself with love and gratitude. I want to, treat others with with respect and and uh, gratitude again and i want to attack my my career with um with passion and uh that um yeah yeah i just give myself a little pep talk and I then i it. think about that through the day so when something comes up and you know a customer is you know upset with me for whatever reason then i can look and think back to myself all oh, right i'm treating other people with dignity and gratitude okay that makes it so much easier when I when I think about doing it that way. It just makes my interactions with people that much easier. Man, I, I love it. And just hearing about that positivity and those positive affirmations that you give yourself daily, What with that mentality and that attitude in mind, what's coming next for you? What are your goals to achieve? Because I see the Accents and Dialects book right there on the table. 
I've, I'm a huge <laughs> right. fan of that myself. I've, I've done some work there and gotten some of those under my belt. What's coming next for you? Sure. Um, well, I, I guess, I guess, um, my, my own personal projects are, are, are probably what I'm really excited about. You know, uh, I, I love doing Potsky, the Potsky Audio Chronicles. These guys are awesome. I, I love oh, yeah. acting with them. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my voice coach, uh, you can probably relate to this too. Uh, and I've, I've heard this throughout, um, my career thus far is, never ever produce your own demo yes get a professional to do it mm-hmm. i don't like being told that yeah and I, so so that's what i'm doing i've got i've got my scripts i, I wrote all my own scripts i've got the music for my own scripts um I'm, I'm producing it all i'm putting it together and i'm gonna i'm not gonna necessarily put it out onto the airwaves but i'm gonna take it once it's finished and i'm gonna give it to my voice coach and i'm gonna say listen to this tell me what you think do I have a, a shot at doing this professionally for, for other people? Um, uh, I would love to be able to put together demos for other people. Or, Absolutely. You know, you know? And so, I mean, that's, that's one of those things too, where I've heard both sides of the coin where no, don't do it or yes, do it. Because then, you know, too, if you ever have to go to somebody, you kind of know the signs of a good audio engineer, but at the same time too, I, I think it it's situational case by case. So if it works for you, by all means, take that ball and run with it because you may be harboring another skill now that can not only help you down the road, but it can help your fellow voiceover community and you can give back in other ways right there too. So I that's think right. it's a very smart thing to do. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. You know, when I, when I learn a skill, when I learn how to be able to do something uh, and I get good at it, then I can help other people. And Absolutely. That's the, that's the big thing about this community that the, the voiceover community in general that I really, really love is how helpful everybody is. Yes. You know, if you've got a problem, there's always somebody there that's willing to be like, Oh, okay, you got a problem. Let's, let's, let's fix that. Let's show you how to do it. Right. Absolutely. Um, you, you meet the occasional person that, you know, is just, they don't want to teach you their skill because they don't want to get in the way of their own success. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's par for the course for pretty much any industry. So, um, absolutely. But yeah, I, I really love being able to, uh, to take skills that I've, um, mastered and, and to go out and help other people do the same thing. Man, I love it. I love it. And speaking of something else I love, let's, let's talk about Pochki before we, uh, flip the script here a little bit and I let you throw some questions my way. Talk sure. to me about your characters on the show. Tell me who all you play and if our audience, hasn't taken the hint yet to go subscribe that link will be in the show notes again talk to me about your characters and what the recording process and the cast reads are like for you sure okay well uh the main character that i'm playing right now his name is art sniffer he's the uh he's the plumber Mm -hmm. so (laughs) uh he's a pretty fun character um and it actually started out with me just writing uh and producing a commercial for uh for for potchkey and it was uh, Art Sniffer's plumbing commercial, <laughs> and it and it was super fun to do, right? You know, I had the, the sound effects, and everything, and it, it was a lot of fun. So that was the, I think that was the first episode of season two, which is where I came in um, into the the Pochke family, um, and uh, so I now I'm playing that character. You know, I've got actual lines in, uh, within the uh, the podcast itself, and uh, I'm I'm creating other. Uh, commercials for the for the podcast as well um which is super fun i love doing that kind of thing it's just these goofy commercials that uh that i get to have a lot of fun with so um but the the whole process essentially they send me my lines uh uh, with the included in the script i read them out i give them a couple of different takes for for each and every line and then uh, i send them in if they want retakes then i do the retakes or I, you know, clean up the audio or whatever it is that I need to do. So, um, it's pretty simple. Um, but it's a ton of fun, man. I love it. So I got to ask too, when you're having that much fun with these reads, what is it like when you see your fellow castmates reacting to you with those reads or a spot you did for that? What is that dynamic like? Well, uh, that's, uh, that's not, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, I guess it's a sense of pride, you know, yeah. oh, I, I get, I get really kind of proud of myself, but at the same time, uh, I, I think the best part of it is just watching them, you know, yuck it up. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I love seeing them laugh. Uh, I love seeing 
them react positively to to something that I've done. You know, I mean, it's only been a, a few short episodes that I've been with Pochki now, but uh, you know, we've done table reads together and that kind of stuff. So you know, uh, <laughs> it's a it, it's a real kick getting uh, getting to watch other people react to to my acting and to uh, to how I present myself. I so, love yeah. it. I love it. Super and- fun. Let's let's go ahead and uh, wrap up this portion of the show here. I've asked uh, some of the fellow Pochki cast members in their interviews if our listeners haven't tuned in yet or haven't subscribed. What would you say is the biggest reason they should go check out the Pochki Chronicles? Hey, you know what? If you like if you like to laugh, uh, that's that's it right there in a nutshell. I mean, there there there's mystery, there's excellent acting. There's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a ton of good humor. The writing is on point. It's, and it's just fun. It's just a fun sit down and listen to, or do whatever you, you know, if you're doing your dishes or whatever, you know, you stick your headphones in and you listen away to the, to the Pochke family do their thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a ton of fun. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, you don't necessarily even have to pay for it if you don't want to. I That's... mean, you'd like it if you do. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, you don't you don't have to. So it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome that way that, you know, people have the opportunity to be entertained for, you know, by people that are putting this much of their heart and soul into something. Oh, for uh, sure. You know, that's, and, in, that's, and enjoying it as they do it. And totally enjoying it. You know, I, I don't do this to get paid. I don't care if I get paid. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. I do this because I love doing it and I will do it until I cannot do it any longer. Absolutely. And that's the best way to be about it because if you're doing what you love, the universe will give it back to you. And like you said, it's a long game. It doesn't happen right away. But if you love it, you're in it for the long haul. You're going to put the feet to pavement and you're going to make it happen. It's That's not right. about the money, but you're doing what you love more than anything else. I can't remember who said it, but somebody somebody quoted a long time ago that you you never chase the money. You allow the money to chase you. I think so, and you know, and as long as you as long as you're doing what you love, eventually the money will be like, Hey, you know, it'll tap you on the shoulder and say, Here I am. Absolutely. And I'm I'm still waiting for that money to catch up to me, but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll deal with that another day. But I think yeah, that was right actually reminiscent of something that Bob Bergen said when I when I interviewed him as well because he's had the same mentality. He's doing what he loves. He's not in it for the money. He's that's doing right. what he loves, and that's the best way to be because that's when all the passion, all the sincerity, and all the enjoyment for what you're doing comes out, and then you, it translates whether you can see the person or not. You can hear it in their voice. You can hear the yeah. tone of their voice. You can hear the smile. You can hear it all, and that's what makes the difference right there. That's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a he's a wise man. He is. He sure is. And I feel like we've we've dropped so many like words of wisdom on this show that we may have solved a lot of lives problems and not gotten paid a dime. But again, it's all because we love it. Now, of course, I won't say no if somebody wants to pay me, but that's neither here nor there right now. Slide my DMs emails down there. We've got that's some right. more important stuff to get to right now, which is my man Jason here is about to take over the role of host on this show. I'm going to be in the guest seat. I'm in the passenger seat. I threw him the keys. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. He is driving this car now. So, Jason, my man, whenever you are ready, the show is yours. I'm always ready, so let's get going right now. Yes. So, so I got... I got some questions here for you. uh, I put them in an order, but I actually think I'm going to change the order up. That's fine with me. Uh, All right. So, so I guess my first question to you is, uh, and, and I... I'll be honest with you. I did a little bit of research on you. Uh oh. <laughs> so, and and you mentioned it earlier in the in the uh, the interview. So, so I, I'm just going to ask you first. Uh, so when did you start? Uh, where and when did you start studying improv? And tell me a little bit about that. Um, I actually started improv. I mean, some people qualify wrestling as a form of improv. Some don't. But as far as like actually sitting under somebody's learning tree and learning improv fully. It would have been about September or October of, uh, of 2020 in the pandemic. It started after taking some, uh, some master classes with Chuck Huber and Sonny Strait, which Chuck at the time was opening a school that has now since you know closed down and everybody's gone their separate ways. But he had right. different forms of uh, acting under there. He had improv, Shakespeare, uh, the business of voiceover, and just different things like that. So I got introduced to Jonathan Pitts, 
and he was actually starting this after I'd taken a master class with Sonny Strait, and Sonny had said, my biggest recommendation for you is to get more acting experience under your belt. Take some improv if you can, because that is one of the biggest things that will help you. And then not even a week later, Jonathan sends out the email that says, hey, I'm starting a master class uh, for improv. Anyone who is interested, here's where you sign up. Here's when the classes will be. And I, without hesitation, jumped right into it. And I, I didn't realize, I thought it was only going to help make me a better actor. But th- it gave me so much more because I, I'm still quasi a person that tries to think three steps ahead in everyday life. And not just, it's hard for me to be in the moment sometimes. But right. improv not only helped me figure that out in acting... But in, in real-life situations as well, it's okay to just be in the moment, control the controllables, and just let it be. And not only that, you get to make some cool friends from around the world when you're doing it. And you look forward to having those Monday night sessions, or you look forward to having the live sharings, or whatever it may be. Or you look forward to just chatting with these guys and girls and talking about what's going on in their world and successes you're having, they're having. And you just build a family out of it, too. So it's like you win in more ways than one. You get everyday life experience. You get acting experience. And you make a family out of it, too, man. It's, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made as an actor. Yeah, buddy. That's You know what? I, I That answer is spot on. It's so good because you're right. Like Improv affects you in so many different ways in your life in general that Mm -hmm. it's it's such a magic it's such a magic pill for for just enjoying your life and learning about people and and developing these friendships and And you know this family so yeah awesome man that's that's great that's keep it up don't stop i I don't want to ruin improv for anybody but one thing too i also learned is it doesn't always have to be about comedy either it can be a serious emotional scene or the comedy can just be from your personality without you even trying you don't have to force it if it's there, it's there. And that was something that I learned straight out of the gate. So, yeah. again, eye-opening all the way around. Yeah, you're 100% correct there. Right on. Awesome. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to, uh... okay, what is your superpower? Superpower. Um, man, okay. <laughs> I think um, being super tired. I think that would be it. <laughs> You've got the market cornered on that one. I you? think so. I think so. Um, but man, I, I you, got, you got the cape that says nap time. I, I wish, or it's just like super Irish, one of the two. Because I, I discovered that stereotype in college that you know the Irish people don't sleep or whatever it is. And let me tell you, after a certain point, I kind of figured out that was true because my uh, my internal clock and everything is begging to be reset, but. I'm still trying to figure out why I don't get restful sleep, but at least sleep apnea has been ruled out of it. But man, oh man, it just—I I think it's super tired more than anything else. Wow, so just a you know, let's call it boundless energy. Boundless that? energy and a mind that won't shut off. I love it. I love it. It leads—it leads to permanent psychosis. But right now, you're doing good. We're making it work. <laughs> this right. is my villain origin story. That's right. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, to one of your personal favorites, if you could fight any wrestler, past or present, who would that be? Man, okay. Um, see, it's and I I know who I want it to be, but then I'm also thinking, do I talk about people where matches were booked that never happened? But I, I think more than anything, I would have to say my my ultimate match would be with Shawn Michaels because that's the guy right. that that drew me in 100%, hooked me as a fan, and I, I've been a fan of ever since. So small, he's a smaller guy. He's a little bit taller than me, but he can work with yeah. anybody, and he can make it believable if he's in there competing with a guy that's seven feet tall. He can look like he belongs with them and tell a story sure. while he does it. You know, I, I've always found it interesting that there are, there are you know, the, the the character wrestlers i guess mm-hmm. you know like andre the giant and, oh yeah uh, and and you know like the um the british bulldogs and you know these these kind of guys and then you got the guys sean michaels or i can't remember that like just some mundane name that you would never even yeah who, who is this guy and he's just uh you know he's not particularly big he's 
he's a little bit pudgy, you know, and, and yet there he is in the middle of the ring with, uh, you know, whoever, you know, the Iron Sheik or. Yeah. And he, he makes it a, he makes it a fun match. He makes it a competitive storytelling match. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's that's the magic of wrestling. (laughs) Right on. Sweet. All right. Let's see here. What else do we got here? Okay. Are you a teacher of any kind? And if so, what do you teach? Man, okay, so uh, full disclosure, at one point I was going to college to be a teacher before they changed the teaching program from a semester to a full year. And as I've said before, you know, you can't work a full-time or a part-time job during all that. So I was worried about bills and all that fun stuff. So I didn't actually fully pursue it. But in that time while I was leading up to doing my semester of student teaching that never happened... I had worked with first graders. I went back and actually got to work with my first grade teacher and, uh-huh. you know, got to work with kids in her class. And some of them, it was, it was so crazy because I didn't realize how cool of a thing it was at the time, but I was able to work with some of these kids that were struggling and weren't able to actually read or make out words and books. And I was able to help them understand and, you know, get the foundation to start going on and improve their reading skills and that was a huge thing for me because we kept in contact after that and she would reference the kids that I had worked with and told me about their progress and it's like, you know, some of these kids that were getting F's were now getting like C's and B's and it's like, wow, okay, just to think that I was a part of that was so cool. And then on top of that too, I also got to work with some special needs kids, um, you know, as part of my semester and it was... uh. Man, I'll I'll say it takes a special person to do that, and the time I did it went by just like that, and I I wish it could have lasted a lot longer because it was so special, and those were some of the best kids to work with. But um, I I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a full-on teacher, but especially now with, like, wrestling, for example, coming back uh, after taking some time off for acting – I've still got more years under my belt than some of these younger kids who were just starting when I stepped away. So I'm always going out of my way to give advice if, you know, if they ask or if they're willing to listen about how you can make something make more sense story-wise or cut out a lot of unnecessary movement to get to the same goal that you're you're looking to achieve. So in some ways I am, or in some ways too, I just give life advice to people if they ask because... I'm one of those people who'll give the advice but can't make it work for myself. So I guess that that <laughs> hey, qualifies me as there. some sort of teacher. Oh man, that's such a feather in your cap. You got to be so proud to be able to say that I worked with these young kids. Absolutely. And, you, know, you, you you influence their lives in a in a positive way. That's just that's, I can't imagine the well I can actually I can't imagine the feeling of because uh, I've I've done it myself. Oh not yeah. Necessarily with, with the little kids, but you know I've I taught improv to uh, uh, to young teens, and that was just, that blew my mind how awesome those kids were. But yeah, that's such a feather in your cap, man. That's really cool. Good for you. Thank you. That's uh, and you know the reason I ask that is it's just because i wanted you know to when you're when you're learning a craft uh or when you're learning an art form or you know whatever it is that you're learning a lot of the times what's good about it is is like stepping out to the teacher's perspective yeah and you know once you start teaching that whatever it is that you were learning then that gives you a different you know things kind of come together at that point. So absolutely super important to be able to, uh, to teach the thing that you're learning yourself so that you can get that perspective. That's, that's fantastic. For sure. Awesome. I mean, thank you. Thank you for the praise as well. hundred percent dude. Right on. That's, that's great. Uh, okay. So I guess we're on to our last, uh, our last question. Yes, sir. Here. The uh, main event. Uh, my last question to you is who is, or are your heroes and or mentors? Um, as would you say as far as like everyday life or as far as like in the voiceover or a wrestling world? Yeah, whoever. Um, I would say first and foremost, everyday life. Um, it, it's always going to be my, my godfather because, um, we're not blood related, but man, I, I I've told the story before and it's still something that I kind of struggle with, you know, every, every now and then as far as being a dad was, my dad was there, but he was non-existent, didn't want to be there, wanted nothing to do with us, made that known. But my, my godfather, like, he just, he and my godmother stepped up, 
They made sure that my mom, my sister, and I had a roof over our head. And he was the epitome of a hard worker. He provided for his family. And he still came home and made time for us, like if we were ever over visiting them. And now he's doing the same thing, like despite going through chemo and he just had to have an emergency surgery to have an ulcer that was on his bladder tied off and removed because it was bleeding and it was causing problems. He's still fighting through all that just to... Like, he's tired, he's worn out, and rightfully so, but he's still making time to spend with the family, to spend with the my kids now that love and adore him more than anything, and it just, that that's the epitome of it right there for me. You go to work, you provide for your family, you make time for them, and that's it. Like, that's, that's it right there. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit more, I don't want to know, I don't want to say... I express my emotions a little bit more than him. Now, like, I've, I've got the same temper he does, but, you know, it's like just... Well, you are Irish. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, opening opening up was not a thing, especially growing up in his time that was big. So now, you know, like, I'll do it, but I, I do it sparingly because it's just what I was raised around, so I'm still not as comfortable with it as I probably should be, if that makes sense, but... I know, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, yeah. man, I, I'd say I, him I, to I'm a team. I'm that generation as well, so. Yep. And it's, it's something, too. I get it, you know, and it just, but I, I I wish that it was easier for me to open up more because sometimes, like oh. I said, I, I have that temper or I get hot-headed and I don't know what to tell my wife. You know, I'm just like, eh, I'm just in an eh mood. Everything's fine, but I'm eh. You know, but I don't, I don't know how to communicate it because I don't want to be a burden to her. But, you know, we'll... Yeah. We're, we're working on that daily, but I mean, he's, he's the guy 100% that set the example and he made it work throughout everything. Well, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. And awesome that you have, uh, somebody in your life that, uh, that is able to step up like that and, and be the parent that you needed them to be right. So, you know, and I, I've, I've seen your posts about your little boy and his baseball career. Thank and you. And you know what? There's so much love there. It's so awesome just to see those posts and see his Thank little you. smiling face. And uh, how, I'm sorry, how many kids do you have? Two. And two actually, kids. as we're recording this, uh, two nights from now, he'll be seven. And then a month from now, my youngest, a month from today, actually, will turn three. So, like, it's Aww. it's all going by so quick, man. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you what, I got a 16, 16, 18, 22, Ooh, 24. Yeah. Oh so, man, you know uh, it all too well then. <laughs> so Todd, talk, talk about, uh, and I turned 50 this year. That's uh, still young believe, in my uh, book. Yeah. So, uh, but thank, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's, that's so cool to have that, that, uh, uh, that, that support behind you. And, and it's, it's no wonder to me that you're doing so well uh, in your, your career and your life when you have that type of family behind you that, that can support you in that fashion, you got the man sky's the limits for you. Oh man. Thank you so much. And I, I'm, I'm just eternally grateful and humble that, that you said that too. And I just, I, I want to try and give that same love and passion back in the world, whether it's passing it on to my kids or to somebody else who may be feeling down about something. Like if they hear it through this show and it perks them up, man, then it's, then, then my job is done because That's right. Ultimately, it's just it's what we pass on in this world that that makes the difference. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good on you, brother. Ooh, that's good. Man, we awesome. we I think we wrap this up on a uh, a very powerful <laughs> and very emotional note. But man, I, I good, say it I'm every glad. week that I, I just love the diversity that comes with these questions because you you know full well I don't know what these questions are ahead of time, and you even changed the order on them, so it <laughs> might have swapped it up a little bit more for me, but. Everybody's well, questions over this last year have been so different and so diverse, but they've all been so fun and so entertaining, and I come out smiling on the other side. So thank you for bringing that to the table. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for allowing me to. I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. Man, thank you, and thank you for making the time on your busy day too because, like you said, we both got up at 4 a.m. this morning, and the clock's yep. still ticking. We're getting ready to do it all over again tomorrow, <laughs> That's and right. you made the time to be here. So I, I really right. appreciate it. Well, man, thank you so much. And guys, if you haven't already, go hit that subscribe button, leave that five-star review, get connected on social media, check out the merch, support the show, support the charities, check out the show notes for the Pochke Audio Chronicles, and get connected with Jason as well, because we're going to have his information there too. 
So until then, when I'm back next week at the same time, or same Flynn time, same Flynn place, however you want to say it, go out in the world, do some good, do some good for yourself, check out the Pochki Audio Chronicles, and come back next week for another awesome episode. So for myself, for Jason, we thank you for tuning into our chat tonight, and I'll catch you again next week. And I know Thanks, everybody. you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.